0: Self-lucky to a in love With a girl, the sea, and the river of mud
1: Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our campaign is entitled Crescent City Nights, and Kurt LeBlanc is our GM. This is episode 10, and since our characters will begin this episode with discussions about recent events in the game, there will be no recap. So, without further delay, commence notre voyage dans la teneb. Uh, Kurt?
2: Thanks, Tom. So we are, um, it's, so uh, gather for Sunday morning brunch at, at Pardue's. the newest members of the Green Crescent Society, as you were inducted by uh, John Raymond Lagroth and Etienne Laurent de Marini in last episode, and uh, it's brunch time. So chef brings over some pecan waffles today, trying out a, something new, some new menu items with uh, praline syrup, omelets, mm. and uh, fresh steamed milk for your coffee and chicory. As you guys review the uh, events of the last couple of days,
1: I'll tell you guys. I just wanted to have a normal life. The things that we've seen in the last few months zombies, ghosts, pirate ghosts.
3: Normal now, is boring.
1: I got more murders, got escaped animals, maybe.
4: Yeah, this this latest one seems to be one of the more gruesome. It almost appears that those people were ripped apart by that animal.
1: Well, and I don't feel comfortable with the name Waitley turning up either. There's lots and lots and lots and lots of stories of the Waitleys back east that they're involved in all sorts of demonic sort of crap.
4: What do you think that uh, strange tattoo on his arm was all about? Mm. That uh, triangle with the uh, almost wings coming out of it—something
1: satanic, I'll bet you. We can research that in the library. See what we come up with. You know, we're going to go to the zoo this afternoon after lunch.
5: here's a question: Who owns the zoo? If if we end up going there and have a problem with that, uh, with the escapee there, um who who owns the zoo? Yeah, like is it privately owned or is it it's,
2: a- it's the Audubon Zoo so it's it's it's, a, it's a sponsored by the Audubon Society and and owned by the city I believe it's, oh, okay. it's for Audubon Park. So uh Tulane University where a professor works is uh, right across the street from Audubon Park. Uh really beautiful uh municipal park and then on the other side of Audubon Park is the Audubon Zoo. <laughs> So very very close, Leon. If he wanted to on his lunch break, could take a stroll through Audubon Park to the zoo and back uh, on his on his lunch hour.
3: So, so who would on? be in charge there?
1: There's probably just park park rangers or park park uh, zookeepers. Zookeepers, yeah.
2: You know, there would probably be ma- like management or or a superintendent of the zoo, and and then you know, zookeepers and. People take care of the animals, uh, veterinarians, zoologists. You know, t- t- all the universities would probably all have staff who who um, support the zoo.
1: I don't particularly like zoos, almost as much as I don't particularly like uh, wax figures. There's just something about animals in cages that bothers me.
4: Mm-hmm. I think what we have to deal with unfortunately is an animal that got out of a cage. Mm-hmm. Sounds Indeed. sounds like uh could be could be this Congo they were talking about. I'm not quite sure what that's in reference to, but
1: well, it's an African it's a place in Africa. I think it's a jungle place in Africa. So a gorilla? I I really honestly don't know what these animal habitats are, but uh the, uh, so, sounds like the name you should give a a, 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 a monkey or a. Maybe
3: uh, a lion.
1: Maybe.
2: There's also the. Maybe the. Uh, it also conjures up uh, Congo Square, uh, which is outside of the French Quarter. Remember we talked about historic Congo Square, where. It,
1: so, it also conjures up voodoo. In my head.
2: Jazz was born in Congo Square, the current site of uh, Louis Armstrong Park.
1: So let's talk about the murders for a minute. Some came into that alleyway and killed two prostitutes, and I assume a John, and a Waitley. And the Waitley was running away when he got caught.
4: The, uh, I say
5: we still don't have the full story of why the Waitley was there besides him
4: and being around town for a few days, right? Well it's certainly possible that Waitley was the John. after all he they call it brothel foot.
5: Oh yeah, at the window.
2: Yeah, yeah so to, to be clear on the victims, there are two prostitutes where, as we're kind of do, you know we're, we're kind of running down all of what we know, right. So uh, Emily Graham and Regina Moreau were the ladies of the evening. Um, the other victim was Andrew McDonald, who is known to, to Rose just, you know, this, the French court is very bohemian, right? So, um, so Andrew McDonald, who's a, a local small town poet, you know, nobody famous. And, and they were all, fa- their bodies were found in the alley. And then Mordecai Waitley was found kind of down the block. Most okay. of them, anyway. the coroner, uh, said that his, his, his part of his arm was torn off. Uh not not the arm that had the the symbol drawn onto it. The other arm was torn off and found further down the street.
1: Hmm. Oh there's there's Alicia. Alicia, why don't you come and join us? We're just discussing discussing the events that we've been putting together.
6: What have you what did you come up with so far?
1: Um well so we we literally just sat down to start talking about it. So,
3: yeah, not much yet.
2: Uh, as we review, you know, John Jerry started working the crime scene. People who were on the scene, eventually, all you guys were. Um, there was talk kind of right away about like an animal attack. Right. You, you guys were asking about, you know, how do we make this association with maybe an animal at a the zoo? There was a couple things. Number one was just the the brutality of the of the deaths. Right. Throats torn out jugulars, disembowelled, waitley's arm torn off, and then, um, before the rain started coming down heavy to wash them away, there was uh, feline tracks that were seen and so, oh. so the Congo's a
3: lion then
1: yeah, it would seem to indicate a big old animal like that um, i don't know, I can't get the monkey out of my head i'm thinking uh uh, uh I don't know how how literate you all are. I imagine you all read some things. If you've ever read Edgar Allan Poe's uh, Murder at the Room Org. Oh, of course. Orangutan that did the the killing in that. Um, But... But Orangutans
3: aren't African, are they?
1: Well, you know, people name things whatever they want to name them.
2: And if you've ever been to the Audubon Zoo which you you might have if you've been in the city for a while. Everybody knows Frank the orangutan. He's the star of the zoo. I
1: I had forgotten about the animal print that looked like a big cat.
6: Right. So I was about to say, how how do you get an orangutan from a cat print? A large cat print. Hmm
1: very strange. You know, I'm sorry, Alicia, you don't, you're not uh, familiar with some of the weird things that we've seen in the past couple of months. Like I said, zombies and ghosts. Ghosts? Yeah, the pirate ghost. We were attacked by a hungry pirate ghost.
6: Right. You, did, you, you were saying something about that. <clears throat> and we've seen
3: our fair share of voodoo lately.
6: Well, you'll get a lot of that down here tell you. Um, well, let's, I guess you want to head down to the zoo to see if there's...
1: That's our plan. It's not a very big zoo. Um, we were just trying to think if there's anything that we've missed now that we're all part of this Green Crescent Society. I think that we should eventually meet some more of the members, but... Right now, we know LaGrasse, and we know uh, uh, Leon de Marconi. Is that how you say it? The, uh,
2: Etienne Laurent de Marini.
1: You have to write that up for us at some point. Right. I'll, I'll <laughs> probably I'll, I'll, really I'll, did last time. Um, I Etienne. had a
5: question about the actually about the print that we found at the crime scene. Do we actually have a copy of that so we can bring it? Did we see it? The, the, uh, the,
2: the first bystanders to arrive might, might have seen it. And, uh,
3: Remy and I would have seen it.
2: Yeah, if, if you were able to get close enough, you, you could have saw it um, before the rain started washing a lot of the, the blood away, bloody feline footprints. But there was already talk by the time you guys got there about um, an, you know, an escaped animal. You're not really sure how that rumor started so quickly, but um, even by the time you guys got there, Rose and Remy, who were um, some of the first on the scene there was already talk about it you know an escaped animal probably did this from the zoo
1: do we have um, any idea how big it was I mean no the print
3: any any pictures taken of it
2: uh, There wasn't time to, to, to photograph it um, it was already writing by the time the uh, reporters showed up mm. and then when the reporter showed up they you know the, the police kept them. Back with cameras long enough to, you know, to start getting bodies put away. Um, so, there were there were some interviews with with locals as well. Um, a, a few people did, like, had seen Mordecai in the area. Um, they they noticed that you know that he had a Yankee accent is kind of what they reported. Um, he was driving around a Model A and and had been kind of hanging out in the area.
1: So, f- at, at this point, it's more a rumor. For us, that it was a a cat print. It could have been something that people thought was a cat print, but it could have been something else. Because none of us actually saw it.
3: We saw it, though, didn't we? Because we were one of the first on the scenes.
2: Yeah, if you thought it, you would see. Kind of what was what was reported a um, some bloody feline prints that would be concurrent with a big cat.
3: So it's not a room for us.
1: Okay, so about this big, yeah, hmm. a big cat. Yeah, several
2: people re- did report seeing that, and you know Rose and Remy could have been could have been there, and it's, it sounds like you weren't there early enough to have seen that.
1: You know. A big cat. You know, I think we should go to the zoo and check it out, see what's there. I was just thinking, you know, if we if we looked over the area of the crime scene, this may be just a suggestion to uh, John Jerry, but uh, if we looked over that area, uh, we could uh, see if the animal was lurking somewhere. And see if there's like animal fur or something, you know, snagged on something or some confirmation of its existence.
6: Like basically doing a full-on investigation. Yeah. Rather than, you know, hearsay. I mean, we, we, you were able to get a, a brief look at it, but nothing thorough.
1: Of course, we'll yeah. also go to the zoo and if we see an animal with big paws and find out that it got out.
2: Yeah, yeah John Jerry was walking through I think the precinct office and heard two of the officers that were you know everybody's in an uproar like this is a, this is really brutal uh, and and you heard two of the officers talking to officers talking to each other saying, and what you overheard was, Congo's back to zoo, but we'll go for him tomorrow and so that's where you had reported that to the others and then uh, you guys went to the morgue after that. Char- at Charity Hospital.
5: Um, okay, so we have direction to kind of go there to check into this Congo thing first.
1: I, I have a note here. Uh, what is La Rose Noire?
6: That is my uh, my shop.
1: That's your shop. Okay, that's why that's why it's written next to your name. See, that mm-hmm. makes. All right, well let's uh, let's finish up here. Chef Perdue was delicious, as usual.
2: Chef brings over some that uh, a pecan pecan waffle
6: with praline syrup to Alicia. I'll give it a try.
1: As soon as you're done, we'll. Uh...
6: Oh yeah, well, of course I'll I'll eat it. Um, it's delicious. And even I... if you guys are trying to like get up to go,
2: he's, he's putting more food in front of y'all. You <laughs> you're trying to keep us here?
1: Chef produce stop. <laughs> it's hospitality. It's in his blood. Uh, chef, if have... you
3: keep this up, I won't be able to keep my girlish figure.
2: I
6: know. What are
2: you trying oh, to do to us? And you guys, you guys notice that Alice Thibodeau is in the restaurant uh, as she normally is on for Sunday brunch and uh, just making all kinds of eyes at Chef.
1: Is she looking okay after the ordeal?
2: Yeah, she seems She seems okay. She, she she says hi to you all you know when she sees you but otherwise keeps her distance and uh, um, you know she, she's put together a nice Sunday a lot of the, the post uptown post church crowd is coming in and uh, a line is starting to fall you know there's been a line outside for people coming in for brunch but of course you guys have a, a standing table whenever you want one here
1: it's Sunday
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah I gotta make myself I, I gotta get to church and have my confession heard but I'll worry about that later um, all right, let's head for the zoo. It's not that far. Yeah, so
2: from here you can just kind of head right up Magazine Street to the zoo. It's it's just a few minutes. You can just jump on the streetcar. It's a few stops. It's kind of a pretty day. Um, so as, you, as you're kind of heading into the zoo, um, uh, there's like a you know since it's, it's surrounded by a park, there's a nice little promenade that leads from the Audubon park to the zoo and you guys walk past the guy playing a saxophone he's got like a community coffee can uh you know where he's looking for tips and uh you guys are walking by and he's playing he says well i went on down to the Audubon zoo and they all acts for you the birds acts and the monkeys acts and then he starts like playing you know saxophone solo again and playing out the melody he just sang and Says, uh, good day to y'all
1: Good day I sure, I sure do hope y'all enjoy the zoo now um, Can I ask you a question? You know the zoo pretty well Where will we find Congo? Oh, con- Congo the cougar? Oh, uh, Congo's a cougar, huh? Oh yeah, con- Congo's He a sweet kitty And uh, whereabouts is he?
2: Over at the, uh, over at the uh, African cat exhibit
1: Thank you very much it's like all the way in the back of the park. Yeah,
2: so
3: yeah, give so, him a nickel.
2: Oh, wow, much thanks to you, Miss. So yeah, you guys can kind of check out the zoo as you know. There's once you get in, there's like a signpost, you know that um, that says uh, it, it, there's there's two of them. One has like different signs pointing to the different exhibits, like Louisiana swamp is this way and. You know, the, the jungles of Asia this way and the African savannah this way. And then uh right next to it there's one that's just like it, but it has like the actual sign you know, signposts that say, you know, China however many thousands of miles away and and uh you know Cape Town so many thousands of miles away and oh, yes. you know, just kinda coinciding with where the exhibits are. Louisiana swamp, two miles that way, <laughs> you know. Um so you guys can can walk around, check everything out. There's uh, kids that that are um, that, you know coming by with like Roman candy, uh, taffy, and stuffed uh, versions of the the white tiger and the white alligator that's at the zoo, which is really famous. Albino gators that look like they're made out of white chocolate.
1: Oh, that sounds good. And I want to go to New Orleans. <laughs>
3: Kurt, you so, just make this more tempting every single time you talk.
1: So, uh, let's head on over and take a look at this cougar that that seems to have gotten out. So, as you're kind of going towards the different
2: exhibits, uh, you know, when you, when you mentioned earlier that the zoo's not very big, you are wrong because it's huge, and that the habitats are, are actually pretty amazing. Um, animals aren't really. Uh, some of them are in cages, but really there there's a lot of space here and they they actually do a a good job at trying to create as natural a habitat for the animals as they can it 's like when you're walking past the uh, uh you know where 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 Frank the orangutan is and his his family of orangutans there's huge trees that are connected by ropes that the the monkeys are swinging on, and there's people clapping and the zookeeper is telling people not to try and feed the uh feed the monkeys and there's a big birdhouse, aviary, and an aquarium, and all this. You kind of you kind of walk through on the way to the Africa exhibit, and um, and then you, there's a boardwalk that goes over the Louisiana swamp, where there's alligators everywhere, uh, lots of big turtles, that kind of stuff. Now, as you get towards the um, as you get towards the the African savanna exhibit, you actually start to hear some some shouting. You, you you hear you hear men shouting uh-oh yeah. what does it sound like they're saying well as you get as you a little bit close as you get a little bit close you, you hear a man saying uh no officer been, i'm telling you that we we don't have a box truck here and then you 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 hear somebody else yelling well, well, whole, we got a whole lot of witnesses that say that the box truck with the with the zoo logo was seen in the french quarter last night um, and um, and, and, and you hear it and the guy said no it, it ain't true whoever said that's lying now as you get a little bit closer, you see that there's two cops in in uniform and and they're uh, they're standing there is a kind of a here there is there is a cage and and standing in front of that cage is a is a man that's like clearly being accosted or intimidated by by these police and John Jerry, you would know that this is this is Scott and Beauregard from the, the two guys that you actually saw talking in the in the precinct last night.
5: Okay, for sure. I walk over. Uh, good afternoon, gentlemen. What's going on here?
2: What are you doing here, Sanderson?
5: I just come here to do uh, you know do a bit of a you know investigation. I heard something about this uh,
2: congo. Ah, uh, ain't no no more need for investigation. We got this solved. And then you notice one of them in a shotgun.
5: Now, are these guys? Like be cops the same as me or below me sort of thing. You're a detective. These guys, yeah. Are yeah. Ones. Okay. Yeah. So
2: it's not not necessarily that you outrank them, but
5: yeah. Um, I'm gonna say, well, whatever you guys have found it, I'm gonna find it anyhow, might as well. And let me know what's going on.
1: Yeah, I think they're planning on lynching that cougar. Yeah
5: yeah you
2: stay you 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 at Sanderson, and whoever you people are, we're here to put down this man motherfucker. and 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 the, and then the man he, as as he starts to talk you can see he's he's real panicky. he' say no, he's like yo y'all gotta leave congo alone he he never hurt nobody he he didn't break out of here and it he also seems like he's kind of like a little bit maybe mentally slow um but he's he's real you know he's real frantic and and real scared, and he's standing in front of the cage. And if and if you look, you can see that there is a a cat, like a bob or a cougar, in the cage. Yeah, who you assume is Congo. So
3: when we, when I look at the paws, do 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 its paws look like the prints that we saw? The same. I mean, do they look like the same size?
2: are you going to get up closer now to the cage yeah. to try and find that out? Um... It's it's hard to say, um, you know the the cat's laying down, so you can't really see its its paw prints. I mean, the size looks like it could match, but this cat is. If you know anything about you know if you know anything about animals, you'd see it's 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 pretty old, and that's what the guy's saying. He's like he's like Congo is nothing more than a house cat these days. He's too old to even uh, walk to the French Quarter, much less uh, escape from here. And then, uh, and then the cop says, "He says you better, you better step aside before you catch some of this shotgun."
3: I don't see any blood on him.
2: Well, we 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 know that this cat got out, and uh, uh, people at the zoo trying to trying to cover it up. They had that box truck down there it was seen uh, on it was seen that morning of the murders.
1: Look, look here now. You're just looking for a scapegoat. We're here to try to find the real culprit. And I don't think that old cat there is going to do nothing. I don't think he's got it in him.
2: And, and then the, the guy uh, says, it. "He says, yeah, he's a cargo and never hurt nobody. He, he, he's a nice cat.
1: Besides, you let the zoo authorities decide this, not you're, not not... Mm-hmm. Not the police.
2: And the guy, and the guy piggybacks him. He says, "Yeah, you let the, the authorities decide." And then one of the cops says, "I told you to shut up." And he takes the the butt sh- of the butter shotgun, hits him in the stomach with it. He he falls over.
1: He hits the guy with uh, the shotgun. Yep. Okay, so what
5: I'm going to do, I'm going to. Okay, what I'm going to do is, I'll uh, go over, stand in front of the guy who he just hit, inside. So "I'm just going to say, listen, guys." I'm on this investigation as well. Before things get out of hand, before you guys get—I was going to say—before you guys get more shit than you really know what's going on, I'm going to take over this. So I was going to say I'm going to make a phone call. I'm going to make a few calls. If you guys are going to start uh, start making things worse, you have got to look into this investigation. Find out really what's going on. So
1: I, I go over and I help the guy up. He's,
2: uh, he, he's, he's kind of doubled over clearly like knocked the wind out of him and you know who, who knows maybe even fractured a rib and he's so he kind of lets he put his arm around and he puts his arm around him, you just kind of hold them up and he, he's kind of like crying a little bit
1: I, I get him over to a bench so he can sit down
2: so he says I don't know why these men want to hurt Congo
1: I don't know why they want to hurt a person I mean for crying out loud
2: John, Jerry, why don't you make a uh, either persuade or in- intimidate roll? Yeah. And then Remy and Rose, what, are you, what are, you, are you guys doing? Anything?
3: I'm just kind of going to plaster myself up against the the door, like to keep them from getting at it.
6: Okay. Yeah. I'll I'll stand right next to Rose. So. Okay.
4: So Remy and Rose kind of standing and protecting the cage. I'll just kind of walk over towards. Um, where Leon is and just make sure the gentleman's okay who's just struck.
5: Okay, with the Intimidate, I, I failed it by a, a 10 and roll of 50 out of a 40. So.
2: Okay. <clears throat> All right, so the, so the other guy, said he takes one step towards you. so told you to stay out of this, Anderson. He's like, you don't want to get involved, any more involved in what's about to happen here.
5: Okay, here's a question for you, Kurt. Um, if I draw... With these guys, if I kind of drop John Raymond's name that he's involved with this as well, would that do anything? That would intimidate them anymore? I've got to be able to, you know, to sort of drop something on them that could kind of scare them by getting in trouble or shit like that.
1: You know, so I'm assuming it's a. It's a well, you will know, have their badges.
2: Yeah, I mean, you're in the moment here. You can say whatever you want.
5: Okay. Okay, so what I'm going to do is actually I'm going to stand up. I'm going to put my hands up. I'm going to say, you guys leave now or shit's going to go down. You guys are going to lose your badges. This is going to be bigger than you guys. So what are you going to do? Hit me next. If you do that, things are really going to start getting out of hand here. So, Mm. To get out of the here before things get worse, so.
2: So the one guy, uh, like that, that's not holding the shotgun, kind of leans over to the other guy and says something in the, in the guy's ear, and the guy says something else, and he, he looks at all, all of you and um, looks at the women, and and they they look over at um at the the guy that that you're helping, the guy that hit with the shotgun says, "You're lucky, but we'll be back, and we'll be back for him." Mm-hmm. And then they're they going to walk away and as he walks away, he just kind of like shoulder checks the John Jerry and, and the other guy says, John, you're goddamn boy scout.
5: And they walk off. Okay, so what I'm going to do is turn around to the zookeeper and say to him, um, I'm going to try to intimidate him a bit and just say, what, I just saved your ass. I need proof that Congo wasn't out last night. And also they're talking about the zoo vehicle was out at night. I need proof that it was or wasn't that at night because I can't save these guys from coming back, back another time. So
2: he, and he says, well, if you want proof, he's like, just, just look at Congo. He's, he's an old man.
1: How did, are you, did he get out last night?
2: No, he, he never had a, uh, he never had an animal escape from the zoo. Like, I don't know what people are talking about. He's like people be co- coming around here angry all day. Said he's looking for Congo. I've been, I've been, I've been turning people away all day. He's like Congo just wants to wants to be loved by the people.
1: Who who was it? Who we heard say Congo's back at the zoo? Was, Actually, I heard those t- those two
5: cops earlier. It would have been earlier in this day, right?
2: Last night, previous night.
5: Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Um.
2: And he says, he says, no cops talking about that. uh, They saw a zoo box truck down by the quarters. He's like, we even got no kind of box truck.
3: Well, have you heard that there's been an animal attack?
2: That's what they're saying. I I saw in the newspaper yesterday some kind of so kind of all kinds of people dead down in the French Quarter. But I ain't got nothing to do with the zoo. Mm
1: -hmm. What uh, what kind of cougar is? Congo? Is he native to the area or is he uh,
6: oh, you wild
1: from another... What's that?
6: Area. Yeah, he wouldn't be native to the area.
1: Well, why not? I mean, we have cougars in the mountains here.
6: C- con- Congo, Congo come from Africa. Yeah, besides I, don't, I didn't think that we would have uh, cougars here in the swamps. It doesn't make any sense.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, that could be bobcats and, st- and stuff like that. Oh, well, that's
6: that's
3: ah, a bobcat not a cougar. No. Uh, so whatever attacked those people.
1: I wish we had it may have
3: been a, a cat.
1: A clear look at this print.
5: It, it, so it, maybe we have to talk to you know, somebody above her our, our zookeeper friend here cuz I don't think he's going to be able to. Yeah, are there he says I, I
2: can show you he says, I can show you Congo paw print
5: but, well if All we right. could get a copy of that maybe you can kind of uh, you know send us in the direction of maybe uh, your boss here or something like that I was going to say somebody's word that's
1: yeah do we have the, the administrator or whatever of the, the zoo or
3: or uh, could we have
2: Congo examined y'all y'all can go y'all can go down and see the man at the office
1: Okay. Um, but
2: th- this this uh, what what you can just see with your own two eyes, though, is that this is this animal is very docile. You know, it definitely is.
1: It, is you know, the animal thin? Rib showing, or yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean,
2: well, it's not like it's not like it's it's sick. It's just you know, how, like when you see animals at the like in, in the cage, they- sl- they're either like sleeping and lounging, right. or, or they're just kind of pacing around and and kind of doing their thing not animal, like he doesn't really look sick, but it definitely is. He doesn't look like he
1: spent the night eating a whore, <laughs> yeah. no. or two, or yeah. Two.
6: Wouldn't wouldn't if he if he were, uh, or if he just fed, wouldn't his stomach be protruding a bit?
1: Yeah, and and he would time. have had he'd had blood in his hair, in his hair, on his face. Yeah,
6: yeah
3: that's why like I'm saying did. we can have him examined. No, we
1: don't we don't see anything like
3: but that. There would be. Every I mean, there, will while, be, there could be things in his teeth, you know,
1: things every in his
2: once teeth. in a while, he'll pick up his head and just kind of look around at you guys and see, see what's going on and then put his head in.
1: But <laughs> you know, it doesn't seem to be, Rose, any, um, somebody's so, claiming that they saw some truck. Well,
5: that's what I mean. Like we, we have to find that to see if there you know, was an actual vehicle out last night because of, if it's not called con- you know, obviously Congo's.
1: Well, there must be an area Congo.
4: of the park where they park
1: vehicles. Yeah.
4: Um. Yeah. I was going to say and, I don't I don't know what kind of ridiculous reason someone would have for basically breaking a cougar out of the zoo, bringing them to the French Quarter, setting them loose and then bringing them home. So
1: it doesn't make much sense. So I was going to the say these two supposedly, the truck supposedly had the logo of the zoo on it. Um,
5: I, said, I think those cops were just trying to blame in Congo maybe they were zoo haters
1: or no they're they're scapegoating they, yeah. want to find, they want to find some reason to make the people stop panicking.
6: Yeah, maybe, maybe it's just that they, they're they just, I guess, uh, anxious to get it over with. It's, it's probably not a glorious job for them.
4: Well, and de- details during a tragedy are always shoddy anyway. I mean, people say they saw things they didn't really see. Or...
1: Joe and Jerry will probably tell you that the quicker that they can that they can clean this thing up, then uh, the less panic they, w- they want. Their main job is to keep the people from panicking.
2: Well, the weird thing is, too. Remember, this is John Jerry's case. Yeah, these guys aren't even really technically on the case.
1: Yeah,
5: they Yeah, that's what makes me think something else is up here. Like I don't, I don't know why these guys would even, uh, even make a big deal unless I know this. I was gonna say things aren't as simple as they seem here. So let's maybe go talk to the zoo admin. And, uh, you know, with these other five, five feet here. Five
1: well, feet. I'll tell you what, I'll stay here with, the, make sure that nobody comes back while we're gone.
3: Yeah, I'll stay here, too.
1: You guys go talk to the manager. Kind of
3: put, put my fingers through the slats and say, here, kitty. Here, nice kitty.
1: <laughs> no. To the cougar. Yeah. And then it's <laughs> like the it pool. rips your arm off and we're like, oh, we were wrong. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go works up a bone. If it's a well enough, if it's a well designed pen, you can't actually get close enough to where your arm's going
6: to get torn off. But, but that's the question. Would it be uh, in this day and age? Would it be that that secure?
1: Well, if you don't want to get your arm, I'm sure they kept, you know, some way distance between you and the animal. Maybe
4: a ditch. I, I have no they idea. They
3: had fences and padlocks back then, didn't they?
1: Sure
4: i'll uh i'll go with john jerry to talk to any of the zoo officials i'll go with them too all right
1: so the three of you go talk to the manager and we'll stay here yeah. and then maybe see if they'll let us see where they, they keep the vehicles and we'll look for some truck i don't know that there's such a truck
2: there's a that's kind of like a like a zoo like the zoo has kind of a i guess what you call like a motor pool um, that the administrators can can show you to once he sees John the badge, you know, starts answering whatever questions they can, and um, and uh, th- there's there's tr- you know maintenance trucks, um, there's trucks that they that they use to transport animals when they need to. They're they're trucks with kind of like like cages on them, but nothing with a um, nothing with a zoo logo on it really. They're they're just they're just work trucks.
3: What
2: is the zoo logo well, you know you, you saw a sign when you when you came in that said Audubon Zoo and um that really i mean there's not really a a logo logo, but that's you know what they're saying they saw a truck that had Audubon Zoo painted on the side, um but none of the trucks you're seeing they're they're just generic trucks they're not they're not branded or have the zoo's name painted on
3: them or anything like that. so it could have been any truck that somebody just painted it on.
1: Yeah, so it's me and Rose and the the gamekeeper staying here, and the other three going.
6: Yeah,
2: and he tells you his name's his name's Morgan, uh, Morgan Matthew Morgan. Matthew Morgan.
1: Hey Matthew, how long have you been a gamekeeper?
2: Well, I, I'm just a volunteer. I, I like to I like to help take care of the animals and and feed them and care for them i've been i've been here eight years eight
1: years cool
2: i i like they help me feed the cats and uh help help keep help help people keep, keep people back uh you'd be you'd be surprised how many parents dangle their kids up above uh, up, up above uh, where they can fall in and get all ate up
1: well parents aren't aren't I, and children aren't what everybody thinks they are they're little monsters and if a few of them get eaten by the cats well
3: you can always make more
1: I'm joking of course So we just chit chat with, uh, with Matthew for a while um, While the others go
3: Talk baby talk to the kid Don't you worry we won't let him get you
2: He, he picks his head up And looks like and he puts it back down <laughs> Alright Yeah no, nothing, nothing you're seeing If you spend some time with the cat Like, like oh, he has a like, man eating Savage beast
3: So when is feeding time?
2: Uh, We we feed the cats in the afternoon. Pieces we like some. We meat.
3: Can we see? Yeah, y'all can hang out. Okay.
2: So you guys can spend as much time as you want at at the zoo. It's it's huge. You can walk around.
1: You can watch Congo. You can. Well, they're going to the manager's office to talk to the manager. Yeah.
2: Cool. So as, you, as you're headed towards the, the office, you like I said earlier, you see where the the you know the motor pool is, lots of trucks and a couple cars in there. All right. Um, so when you, you go into the office, somebody says, oh, "Hello, good afternoon. Are you are you, are you lost?"
5: So sure, good afternoon, John gonna say detective john jerry i'm working on the on the case right now that we have downtown and uh it's gonna say unfortunately the zoo's being uh, brought up as maybe a problem so i want to talk to one of your admin staff that maybe an animal escaping here last he, night
2: he, he says yeah this is not this is not good good for the zoo's press and i i, I want it to be known that to, no, no animal from the zoo had anything to do with that, and I'm yeah. sorry those poor people lost their lives, but that it got nothing to do with the ottoman.
5: Yeah, well, I was going to say you've got to see it from my point of view too. We've got to get the we've got to get the information and proof that nothing happened on their side because we've already had a few issues from some of the other staff downtown. So it looks like a patients running thing. I think people are afraid that tourism might be affected around here. So it was brought up that maybe uh Congo got out last night. We are just talking to your fellow keeper down the thing here. Um, I going to say, unfortunately, some of my other staff brought up the fact yesterday that uh, Congo might have escaped and, and actually attacked these people. And that uh, earlier that morning as well, uh, I was going to say, rumor was, again, this is hearsay, about one of the zoo, uh, zoo vehicles uh, driving around town. I'll give them the description if it was van or...
2: Well, it sounds like some of those witnesses was drinking too much absinthe down in the quarters.
5: Yeah. I mean, have you have you seen Congo? Oh yeah. Oh no, for sure we looked at Congo. You know what I've got to say? I believe you. but oh, I've just I've just got to get some. Uh, I was gonna say after talking to the zookeeper there, I was gonna say, yeah, uh, say, as uh says you're his boss. I just have to get proof from you to take it back to the station to say keep those other guys from coming back. So.
2: Yeah, well, I, we'll cooperate any way
6: we can yeah. a zoo's good name um can I ask a question um would you happen to know if anybody has any sort of uh, maybe a personal vendetta against the zoo maybe against you or some of your your employees maybe uh, try to discredit the, the zoo have it shut down I can't even imagine that miss uh, the zoo's beloved by all
2: I yeah. even got a song about it, because I went on down to the Alderman Zoo. You probably heard it. Oh, yes.
6: Yeah, your, your man uh, sang it for us when we
4: showed up to meet him. Quick question. Some of the folks down in the, the quarter seem to think that they saw some sort of <laughs> uh, box truck with the zoo logo on it. Does that... Ring a bell to you? Seems like most of your fleet is just simple working trucks.
2: Just just working trucks. Sometimes we, we use trucks to bring in bring in animals, but nothing uh, we, we don't have the we don't have the zoo painted on the trucks. We don't wanna uh, advertise to people that have uh, animals coming around in case somebody tries to break into one of the trucks. So um, and-
4: any reason one of your vehicles might have been down in the quarter? Is uh, any any reason that uh, one of your employees might have even been down there, or any of your employees been acting strange?
2: Not at that time of night. I mean, my understanding is that these attacks had happened overnights, according to the time Picky You, they, they, no reason that a zoo truck would be out overnight. This place is locked up at night.
5: Okay, here's so, a question: Have you done an inventory? Um, has anything gone? Has anything been stolen at all? Or I was going to say, any reports? You know, be honest with us here. Um, any sort of other animal that might have escaped?
2: No. If, if if the animal escaped, especially a dangerous animal, we'd report it so that we could bring it back as soon as possible. We're in the business of cover-ups here. We're yeah. in the business of the light and children.
4: Any other large cats other than Congo that you guys have here at the zoo? Oh, we got lions and tigers. We got panthers. Have you been to the, the African Savannah exhibit? Oh, we, uh, we were over there briefly, but it uh, didn't take, take too too hard a look around.
2: Well, if you, if you go down there and see, you see there ain't no way for animals to get out of there. They'd have to, uh, they'd have to escape from the habitats. And, and if that happened, we would certainly
4: report it. Um, do you have any zoo staff? Do you have any zoo staff that's uh, on guard during the evening? Yeah,
2: we got. We have security. You know, we don't want no
4: kids breaking in here, getting in one of the habitats, getting their heads chewed off. And and they certainly didn't report anything last night. We ain't seen nothing unusual. Well, perhaps if we could just get their names, just to just to be certain, in case it made sense to chat with them. I'll
2: give you a couple names.
4: Okay. Certainly seems like we have a case of mistaken identity here but John Jerry do you have any other questions for this gentleman?
5: Just one more question. So do you know for sure that there might not be anybody who would have uh, would have any grievances with them, with you or any of the other owners of the zoo? Well
2: I, I can, can I, I can ass- I can assure you detective that if I did I would be already, you'd already know about it. Mhm. I, I want to solve this thing more than, than than
5: anybody. Okay, so from now on, what I'd say, I'd say really beef up, up your security. We're going to take a walk around the zoo. I was going to say through the the exhibit there. You um, know what? I really appreciate your help. You know, I give them, I'll give them my card. But I said, if anything... If anything comes to mind or if anything or if anything suspicious happens or if any of your security staff which I was gonna say you should be beefing this up 24 hours a day now also if you see if you see any other police around here please give me a call let me know what happens so I was gonna say give me a call at the station right away so,
2: okay he takes your card
5: yeah I was gonna say before any other uh, police question you at all or any of your staff
2: Uh, okay, Detective. And again, I, I want to assure you that we, we co- cooperate fully. Um, we, we want to declare to, to that this is a good name. The, the Audubon Institute is a, a, a worldwide respected institution. All right. Yeah. So any Anything else we want
1: to... Nothing I can think
0: of. <clears throat>
1: so they'd probably come back and join us.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So. Um, and I'm with uh, like Matthew said, how's that song go again? The Audubon Zoo. <laughs> he says, you got it.
2: That's right. That's right. All, right.
1: All right. Cool. Yeah. I think the only problem that we're going to have is with just people wanting to scapegoat this poor animal. But, you know, something else. Oh, here they come. John, Jerry. So, I was thinking, those cops, you've seen them at the precinct, yeah? You're muted. You're muted, Jerry. <laughs> I should sorry about that. Um...
5: As I was saying, I heard them talk about a Congo yesterday, so I know something's, something's up with them. Um, it's good to say, how well do I know them, Kurt? Well, you you work with them. You know, you all work yeah. at the same station. Um,
2: it definitely seems like erratic behavior. Like, you know, yeah. almost like, like somebody, when, when, when Leon said, like, this is going to be a lynching, like, that's it's kind of not far off. It's, it seems like really, like, mm-hmm. almost like a, a weird vigilante justice or... Or, you know, like kind of a mob mentality. Even the crowd at the crime scene was already talking
6: about... Here's the why,
1: Why Congo? Why not the tiger or the lion or the leopard or any of these other big cats that are here? It seems... I think you should... I personally think you should do a little investigating on Officer Scott and Beauregard because... They were too quick and easy to sacrifice this cougar here and make the investigation stop. Yeah. It's like it's starting to look more and more like somebody is setting up the zoo as the scapegoat. Mm -hmm.
5: To cover whatever they're doing.
1: To cover whatever they're doing.
5: Okay, so we're actually still waiting for the full autopsy reports, right?
1: Hurt. Yeah, but we saw the bodies. I think we Yeah, might. we saw
5: the bodies, but
1: they might be able.
2: To... <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean in you know, nineteen twenty-six, what was what it was an autopsy report like? Uh
5: yeah, the forensics uh, was barely I, I was gonna say probably just exactly what we saw. Um yeah.
2: yeah, he says my autopsy report says this woman had her throat torn out
1: <laughs> by an unknown animal. Yeah, um, um, he's closed so somehow I think I think that there was a murder committed violent and horrible one and it was just convenient to blame the zoo
5: okay so yesterday I think they were
1: purposely trying to blame the zoo so they were maybe maybe, for all we know, painted on the ground in red blood. I was going to say, Kurt. When I called
5: Joe LaGrasse yesterday, he was you know when I was telling him all this stuff, he was just basically telling me to go on my gut, right? So
2: he, he didn't really give you any direction. He just said, you, you know, your, your gut. You, you said your gut told him that there was more. What, what did you say, that there was more, it seemed like there was more to this than than at first meets the eye? Yeah. He didn't really give you any direction, you just said to, to report back.
5: Yeah.
1: We have four victims. We have two prostitutes, a man and and two men. Were they, the question is, were they targeted specifically? Or were they targeted simply because they were in the wrong place at the wrong time?
5: Mike, mm-hmm. so kind of saying the wrong place at the wrong time, but never.
1: Well, if we can find wrong... out more about those men, you know, who were they? I mean, why was Waitley here? Why was the other fellow here? The poet, right? Um, and if it, if it seems completely random, then maybe they were just in the wrong place at the wrong time. Um, but then what was really going on? And why does Whateley have that devil mark on his arm?
6: Let me ask you something. He seems like you, you're, you're a little familiar with this Whateley. What do you know about him?
1: I don't know anything about him. I know the reputation of the Whateley family back in Massachusetts where I was raised.
6: What kind of reputation do they have?
1: Bad. They're a bunch of devil-worshipping wizards that live out in the boonies. They're all inbred, and they're, you know, they fuck their sisters and their mothers and blah.
6: Oh my, such language.
1: Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Oh my ears! It's, it's it the French. French. I said it in French.
6: <laughs> well, um, I guess I have to pardon you.
3: Excuse my French.
1: I say, uh, now, don't don't get me wrong. The Waitley is a fairly common family back there, and uh, there are the good ones and the bad ones. And for all we know, this Mordecai was a good one, but uh, the chances of meeting a Waitley that wasn't a piece of crap.
6: Do you think that he might have had something to do with this? I,
1: I don't know. I think it's weird that I find a Waitley out here. And one with some sort of demon mark on his arm. I don't know what that's all about, but it doesn't look good. And it was painted on. That 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 that's even weirder. That just says some demon ritual to me.
6: Can I do a uh an occult roll to see if that might ring a bell?
1: Oh well you can ask Kurt when he gets back. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> Kurt, uh, uh, Wayne wanted to write, uh, do an occult roll to see if he could figure out what the uh, if, wow. if uh,
6: like the nature of, of uh, the mark on Waitley's arm. Go ahead. I got an 0-4 nice. <clears throat> so
2: when you when you look at it again, it clicks. It's a chemical symbol. a Chemical symbol.
6: Arsenic.
1: Arsenic? Uh, Yeah. Why would he have a chemical symbol written on his arm? That's weird.
6: You did say that they were strange. There's nothing criminal about him taking that on his arm unless he's dumping it into uh, into somebody's food supply or water supply.
1: Well, I I told you those those Waitleys, they're into all kinds of weird black magic and stuff. Maybe he thought it would make him immune to uh, arsenic if he wrote the symbol on his arm. Mm. Who knows those degenerates? But uh, that's all I really know. I've never actually met a Waitley. Okay.
2: Where where are we going I assume this kind of conversation is we' walk
1: we're walking around the park okay where do I we want to... i want to get a look at the lions and the tigers and they probably look far more like the kind of beasts that could do this damage
2: yeah and and the and the lions and tigers are actually fully in 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 the habitat, so there's like a like an artificial waterfall there's you know like like rocks and stuff and um, like they are deep in into the like there's a walkway, there's an elevated walkway, like a like a bridge that's made out of planks and stuff that kind of takes you through all these different habitats. And you can see, unless somebody like deliberately tried to free an animal, it would be very hard just for one to to escape. But yeah, if it, if it was different circumstances, it would just be an, a, a beautiful Sunday at the zoo. It has lots of uh, families with strollers and.
3: And none of them has any blood on it or anything.
2: Not that you can tell. With, with when it comes to the habitats, you you actually can't get that close to. You know, you're you're really kind of like looking down on. They they have a lot of space, even even back then. So it's not like Whereas Conga was actually in in kind of a cage. Um, the the rest of the lions and tigers, um, the white tiger, Siberia. Um, Siberian white tiger, it has a, a lot of people looking at that animal. It's one of the marquee attractions of the zoo. Hmm. But but these animals you can't get very close to.
1: No. Because they will eat you.
4: Well, is, does it make sense to perhaps follow up on some other leads. It doesn't seem like there's too much left here at the zoo to discover. Although I would like to see Frank the orangutan on the way out. Yeah.
1: John, Jerry, did you have a chance to call the precinct office and tell them to keep the crazy, uh, lynch mob away from the zoo? There's nothing here that.
5: Well, do you know what I was thinking about going back to the precinct after this? Anyhow, um, no, because we don't really have. I was going to say we know who the victims are. I was going to say with the Wheatley character, we know that he was he was sort of trying to make a getaway from one of his ladies of the night. So, um, oh,
1: I think he was trying to get
5: away from the monster that was eating. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> so, well before the monster, before the monster. So. Um,
2: yeah, the coroner um, called it brothel heel, but what it was was. In addition to his other injuries, namely being disemboweled and missing half of his left arm, yeah. had two fresh, freshly broken ankles.
1: You know. Oh wow. Now nope. were his ankles broken, uh, or were they bitten? I mean, they were broken, but were they bitten and broken in that
4: way, or?
2: N- no, there were no there were no bites on his ankles.
4: It may be worthwhile to go check out. I mean, I'm assuming we would know there were some brothels in the area. Um, you know, maybe it would yeah, to see if, if there were any other establishments of ill repute that would have known about Whateley's last whereabouts.
3: Or talk to other women who knew the two women.
1: Okay, well, well here's something. We've got, we've got Waitley whose ankles were broken.
5: Well, that's from obviously jumping out a window.
1: Do you think from jumping out of a window? Now let's let's think how the scenario went down. If if Whately jumped out of a window, if if Whately was with a whore, why would he jump out of a window? It's not like the whore's husband. Well, maybe
3: her husband came in,
1: and she's not a whore.
4: <laughs> maybe <laughs> she maybe. Could still if, be, and if she is know. a
1: whore, then he's her pimp. Yeah.
4: Maybe some it of John be. Jerry's, maybe some of John Jerry's buddies down at the precinct were having a raid on uh, one of the.
1: Well, then we know about the raid. Right. In any case, something caused him to break his ankles, or his ankles were broken by somebody else. Maybe so that he couldn't get away. Hmm. Do you think that the animals attacked? The prostitutes and the guy first and then went after Waitley or the the thing was meant to kill Waitley and then after it did it went after the people on the street, the whores and the see that's, that, that changes the scenario around were the whores and the john inside the uh, brothel and so was Waitley, and Waitley jumped out of the window to get away from whatever it was, and the other three men managed to get out the door before they were caught, and then Waitley was caught.
3: Well, then it sounds like we have some witnesses.
1: Well, there should be. You were in the brothel. If there was a brothel. Was there a brothel, or was there just... Um... Were they just streetwalkers? Um... There's some investigation we have to do.
2: Yeah. There, there we were can... no, there were no prostitutes, but um I mean, you know, the all of the French quarter is pretty seedy at night.
1: Right. Mm. So there's not necessarily uh a... well, maybe there's a motel, or not sorry, not a motel, a hotel near there that, you know, rents rooms by the hour, uh, in which case we could see if the ladies were seen there earlier in the evening.
5: See if we can't track well, down. I'm sure we Wait. canvassed around there too, though, at, at the same... I going to say after
1: murders happened, didn't we? We, we want to put together the order of things that happened. That might also tell us the direction that whatever it was, went. I mean, I'm sure unless other people saw this big cat... Uh, then it was stealthy. It ran forward. It ran down an alley. It hid in a, in a on a porch somewhere, and then it jumped into the trees and something. We, if we know the direction the thing we went, we could go in that direction and see if we find traces of blood
4: under Certain, a porch. Or... certainly, would be worthwhile to find Waitley's last known location and understand if, regardless of why he jumped out of the window, where he was when he did it.
1: Where was Whateley staying? These are all questions we need to answer, I think.
4: So, make
2: soon. a, a make, as long as you're on this line of inquiry, make a, everybody make an idea
5: roll.
1: Oh, 07, Double oh 007.
5: <laughs>
1: 40, that'll do it. i 11. Da, 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 da. Those you guys are brainstorming.
2: You know, starting to ask the right questions. Where, where was Waitley staying? And then you're you thinking, how long has Waitley been in town? And also, did somebody mention a car?
1: Uh, yeah, something about Waitley being in a Model A.
4: We hear that.
0: Where's,
3: yeah, it sounds familiar.
4: I don't remember the exact type of car, but I do, do remember somebody talking about they they found him in one or found –
1: well, wouldn't there be one right in the neighborhood if Waitley was there and one that's just still parked there? People might not realize that it belonged to Waitley. Let's get back to the French Quarter. I think there's a lot of questions we we need to put things together. Okay. And, and we'll go, we can go see Frank.
2: So you, you see Frank Frank's always got a large crowd and uh, everybody's um, trying to talk to Frank going woo woo and then Frank will call back
1: woo 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 and woo woo
2: and everybody's having a good time the zookeepers like people are trying to give uh, like throw peanuts and stuff into the cage and the zookeepers say don't feed frank and uh, Frank's kind of sitting up on his uh, his stand. He's got like a like a huge pole with some platforms, and Frank will climb from one to the other, and then he'll he'll kind of climb the ropes and come down, and then come back up. And then there's a uh, another uh, like a doll orangutan, and then some, some babies, and uh, everybody's just having a great time.
1: I don't like this at all. I'm I'm making sure that there the others are between me and the orangutan, so that when it starts throwing shit, it's not going to hit me. <laughs>
2: So there's the orangutans, there's the baboons, there's chimps,
1: um, all kinds of. Baboons, terrifying.
2: There's actually elephant rides, uh, um, elephants with uh, little little cages on top of them. Not cages, but like like harness, uh, almost like a saddle, that uh, that two people can ride in at a time on on the elephants.
3: I'm gonna take an elephant ride.
2: Oh, jeez. <laughs>
6: Oh, is she going to ride the uh, elephant with Rose? No, not. no. I'll, I'll, I'll watch her and enjoy her ride down here.
1: And we'll tell everybody what a great singer you were when that thing rips you off of its top and throws you across the, the zoo.
3: Maybe I'll start singing when I'm up there.
1: So you kind of right. put your you, you put your legs through the thing, and the zookeeper will
2: actually walk with a like a. A long rope that's attached to it, and we'll just kind of walk the elephant around as like a like a figure eight. You go around a few times.
3: I'll sing the Audubon song.
2: <laughs> the catchiest tune in town.
3: Uh-huh.
2: Uh so huh. At good time, there's also camel rides. If anybody wants to ride the camel,
1: <clears throat> I'm not trusting any of
6: these animals.
1: Are we working or are we playing at the zoo? I'm gonna run up the hill because can we
6: do both? Time.
2: If you want to run up Monkey Hill, you can roll down. <laughs> K- kids are going nuts for Monkey Hill because if it's their first time at the zoo, they've never seen the hill before. <clears throat> and then uh, there's a zookeeper that's talking about how Monkey Hill was actually constructed so that the good children in New Orleans can can know what a hill looks like.
5: <clears throat> um, they made, they made a What's going on, Pre? I'm actually going to try to uh, step to the side and uh, try to give my... Uh, I was going to say my supervisor, my boss, a call out the station and just give them a give them a heads up about uh, those two ass clowns that were there, Officer uh, Scott and Berargard. So, so, who would I talk to at the station? Who's my uh, direct supervisor? I guess. Um, you can talk to uh, uh, to uh, Lieutenant Lee. Okay. Okay, I'll give a call, call to the station. Isley. Yeah, it's uh, Sanderson here. I'm you know, just down at the zoo here. I've been, you know, doing a bit of an investigation around here. Uh, Did
2: you find the an animal that that killed those people?
5: Uh, well, the animal that uh, uh Scott and Burlgard were talking about, uh, were going on about it yesterday. It's about a. Uh, Pretty, it's a pretty old uh, lame cougar here, and you know there's no chance that this animal, you know, you know, got out and, and attacked the victims. I talked to the, I talked to the zookeeper. I talked to the admin staff, and it's you know what they have their own security here at night. I'm not saying it's it's as good as uh, you know, one of us being around here, but those two uh, clowns came over. They what they pulled a gun on the on the keeper try to rough them up a little bit and uh enough I was gonna say if we hadn't stepped in and helped them god knows what they would have done but they were pretty determined to blame the zookeeper and shoot the animal right there on the spot so I don't know what's gotten into the end of them but you better reel them into the office um or or keep an eye on them because they're probably going around town doing god knows what or trying to find find something else to blame so
2: well, then it sounds like you need to do a better job at finding the animal responsible, Sanderson.
5: That's what I'm doing right now. So. All right. We'll get it done. Click. There you go. Lots of help.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so uh, as you guys are leaving the zoo, um, you, you do hear the, the great song again, but this time it's, 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 a, it's another verse. So, Saxophone's playing, he stops, he says, We're well, heading on down to blue sea, cause they gone asked for me.
6: Cool.
2: Y'all have a good day now.
1: Let's head on over to uh, the French quarter. Where, where should we go first? What should we work on? Finding well, out where Waitley came from, where Waitley Yeah, from.
3: yeah. Car will be out in the open, so it won't be all that hard to find it. No, Unless there is one.
1: And uh, now, if he was staying across town, someplace, it's gonna be hard to find out where he was. But um,
2: so, where where do you want to where do you want to start? So, if you you know you've got the alley, you, you know the the original crime scene. Uh, three bodies in the alley uh, mordecai was headed down the street there was definitely a, a blood trail you know behind him hmm.
5: i was just gonna say we should go back there because mordecai okay all these people were killed around in this one area right here and if these other three people were killed because something was after mordecai mordecai was involved with something else it's I was going to say, there's got to be some sort of proof around here. So,
1: did it look like Mordecai was dragged to yeah. where he was,
3: or that he like crawled away?
1: Because we're trying to determine the order of event.
5: I thought they said that uh, that there was a blood trail. Yeah. You,
2: you would get the sense being on the on the crime scene while it was still kind of being processed, John Jerry, that and and as a murder detective, like your instinct would be that he was trying to get away, not that he was dragged to where he was, but that we okay,
1: yeah, okay. So it happened here, where the the four of them were, and Mordecai managed to drag himself away while the others were being attacked, and then the thing got him also.
5: Yeah,
1: and his ankles were broken. Which, and we—I look up at the buildings. It's like, would he have jumped from up here? Are you um, asking me? Well, no, I'm. I'm. Well, sort of, because I'm. I don't even know what I'm looking at. Is it a five-story building or?
2: There, there's no buildings that high in the French Quarter that are five stories. There's the the alley that you're in. Let's say in the french quarters and even today like no buildings over two stories really so, so
1: there's no way he could have broken it i could jump from up there and not break my legs
6: now it, what if he was thrown from up there mm-hmm.
1: even still how would you break your legs that's that's a serious uh, sprain your legs sprain your ankle maybe or or break an break an arm if you landed on your shoulder but to break both of his legs that sounds like somebody broke his legs
2: it wasn't it wasn't broken what well, was fractured heels
1: who'd we lose Just a,
2: we lost Kim
1: seven fifteen okay
2: so 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 he had he had fractured he freshly fractured heels,
1: according to the coroner Could somebody had broken his legs is his his heels heels you say. Heels ankles ankles okay
4: it'd be pretty difficult to just simply crack your heels unless you fell from some height It's right. certainly not an area somebody would attack
1: you know you could you could easily jump probably from three stories up and if you landed right you know you might sprain or land in the wrong way you might sprain your ankles but yeah. it would take a serious height to unless he was thrown upwards somehow and came down and landed on us that's crazy but what if somebody wanted money out of him and they broke his ankles what if what if somebody murdered the horse what was the other guy's name I'm sorry Mordecai was, oh, the other one was Andrew McDonald Andrew McDonald Somebody murdered Andrew McDonald and the horse because they saw what happened. Somebody broke that's Mordecai's wa- legs or his ankles. They wanted money.
6: Yeah, but that still wouldn't that's that still wouldn't explain the 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 animal prints and the fact that this guy looked like or the, these guys looked like they were ripped apart. Yeah, by, by a lot of I mean, unless they have maybe a, a wild dog, well, not a wild dog, but a dog that they might have trained to to attack. I don't know.
1: that would have to be an big dog. Oh, yeah. And but like I, mean, I said, we don't know what the prints look like. Dog, cat. There's definite differences, but
6: yeah, I don't but know I what mean, they
1: would be. Yeah, it's, yeah you're right. Um,
5: it's gonna say, what if we check out the building that's right beside where the where all this stuff happened?
1: Yeah, what's yeah. what's right here where where the murders took place?
2: So you're in an alley in between two buildings, and the way that that buildings are in the in the French Quarter is, a lot of times, pe- like business owners actually live at the business, and so the 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 bottom the bottom story is the business, and then it, it either the stairs that lead up to like their apartment or, or, you know, their their house or the building, the business opens into a courtyard and then the house is, you go up, there's a kind of a courtyard, which is like right. their, you know, essentially their yard, even though there's no yard, it's just cobblestones. And then there'll, there'll be like another quarters where they'll live either above the business or behind the business. A lot of the buildings in a French Quarter have those, you know, if you've ever seen pictures of Mardi Gras, those big wrought iron balconies right, right. where people can go out from there, you know, most of the buildings have the the right arm balconies where people can go out and sit or um, that kind of thing. So it's kind of like that. So there's a, there's a, there's a coffee house on one side and there's just like a, like a souvenir shop on the other side in between the alley.
1: So where we're standing in the alley, what, what, if, if we look up, what are we seeing? Are we seeing a balcony like that on both sides? Not in the
2: alley. The balcony runs from the, on the street front.
1: So is there any place that he could have jumped from?
5: I was going to say, is there like a fire escape that we can go up from the, the ground level? It's, up to
2: the it's roof? only
1: one level up, so it's oh, just one level. No, no fire escape.
2: There's no fire escape, but there's, there's windows.
1: Oh, there's windows. He could have jumped out the window, but you'd... I don't know, that, that's what on, I'm thinking of. That's you'd think he'd mean. land on his head or his arms if he did that.
4: The only question is which one?
1: Well, what are we seeing? Well, I mean, like, like I'm saying, I'm, we're looking right at it. What are we looking at here and here?
2: So, you, so you've got like you're in an alley. On either side, there's brick walls. Okay. And then on the second floor, there's go, going back to the back of the alley, which would then presumably open to like the courtyards, maybe behind the, the businesses. Um, you, you would see windows, which would be uncommon.
1: So, there's if there's if there's brick wall and then a small courtyard. He really couldn't have jumped from the upstories window and land where we are, or could he have
2: he could yeah, okay. just think if you're um you know think if you're in like a like a hotel right and you're on the second floor okay uh, so, some of those hotel rooms the, the windows are going to look out onto the the street some of them might look into the building next to it, right okay. that'd be kind of like that, so
1: he could have okay. he could have jumped from there but I don't think he would have
4: broken his ankles. That just seems unlikely. Just a quick clarification question. Where did, where did we hear about the truck or the car rather that he was driving? And, and do we have any sense for the proximity or, or where that, that vehicle might've been?
1: It was the, uh, it was uh, uh, officer Scott and Beauregard who were yelling at uh, Matthew Morgan about the truck.
4: No, uh, not the, not the box truck. Um, oh. The, the car that, uh, what was car that, yes. uh, that weight leaves? Yeah. Yes.
1: It could be around here anywhere. Let's walk up and down and see if we see a car just sitting there with nobody you know, yeah, my, sitting there overnight.
4: Yeah. My only thought was maybe that'll give us a better clue to uh, roughly the building that he was coming out in or out of.
2: Yeah, the 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 area's, you know, it's, it's we're in the French Quarter so it's not a huge area. Um, you know, and, and it's a perfect grid, so it'd be really easy to kind of canvas it if you wanted to. Um so what what do you what do you guys want to do? Do you want to like just walk up and down the streets? Do you want to
1: Well, we're uh, uh, this is what I'm figuring. He parked his car. He got out. He walked down to this alley where he knew prostitutes were. And then something happened. Some shit went down. So we're going to try to go back down the alley one way, then the other, and see if we see a car that's just sitting there that nobody has claimed, you know, see if that's his car.
2: Okay. Well, as you do that, you, you can kind of go up and down the street, you know, you're on Bourbon street now. Um, so that your next street over is, uh, it's like Royal, like Toulouse and Royal street. And so you're going up and down the blocks and as you get, you're going down Royal Street, and you're actually getting really close to Alicia's shop. Um, and Alicia, make an idea roll, or or a or a spot hidden roll, whatever is whatever's is higher for you. Uh-oh.
6: Come on, seventy-eight. Uh, that's a fail on both. Okay.
2: All right, so then we'll, let's have the rest of you make a spot roll. My
4: spot? 50, 50 on the money. That's exactly a pass. Uh,
1: 16, that's a pass. I, I didn't pass.
4: Okay, so as you
2: guys get probably, you know, you're walking down Royal Street kind of in the direction of Alicia's shop, and kind of simultaneously John, Jerry, and Remy, since you since you are are looking at the cars that are on the street you you notice that there is a a car that has actually it's a wind like it's windows covered with towels now the reason that you might see that it, it, and it's not super uncommon um it's not super common but it's not super uncommon because they can do that to keep the heat out sometimes um uh, it's like a, a, a version of like a sun visor, right? You can put like white towels in your window to to keep your car cool,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and it is
4: a Model A parked on the street. John Jerry, you see that uh, vehicle over there that uh, matches the the model of the the Waitley fella, and they have towels in the windows. Uh, that's super strange, but it is it is another way to prevent people from looking in your windows.
5: Yeah, do you know what I'm gonna walk over, try to open up the car door? You're the detective, so you can Yeah. <laughs> I think there's a fire in the car. I'm gonna go open the door.
0: It's it's, it's locked. Nice
5: the
2: car the car door is locked. Um, but you know, you can confirm now as you're closer that around all the windows there are uh like hotel towels. Okay. Like white hotel towels. They're kept up by um uh like they're, um you know, the windows are rolled up at the top of them. So they're just right. kind of hanging down. In the front window, they're, they're held up by like the visors.
4: What's gonna say, the, uh, it have
5: the hotel name on it.
2: I'm gonna ask that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you 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 notice that it says the Viridian Resort.
1: The Viridian Resort.
5: Okay, so with us, I'm gonna try all the. I'm gonna try all the doors. Is everything everything locked? It's it's locked
1: up. Huh. Well, at least we know where the hotel probably is. Why don't we go check and see if that's uh, if that's where Waitley was staying. Yeah, yeah definitely.
5: Had a slim jim on me.
1: I was just gonna say that, but I don't think he existed yet. No, <laughs> I'm actually really surprised his car is locked. Yeah, that's, that's weird. Because like, why? Somebody's going to steal it? You got to know how to drive.
4: <laughs> well, if you can, uh, if we can confirm it was Waitley's car, then the police would have to impound it, right? So.
3: Yeah, get the license number.
1: Well, let's, um, at the moment, let's say we suspect this is his car, mm-hmm. and we highly suspect that he's staying at the Viridian Resort, so let's head to the Viridian Resort and see if he was staying there. They're probably not even aware that he's not there anymore.
5: Sounds good. I'm going to write down this license plate number and give a phone call from the resort to actually call the station
1: for them to check this number. I don't know that they can even do that nowadays.
5: They? I don't know. I'm just guessing.
1: It would take them a month to probably process. <laughs> <laughs> but then the autopsy should be done too. So, right? um, their, their, their computer consists of three old ladies that right. uh, that file stuff in a gigantic warehouse.
0: Yeah.
1: Um,
3: Never underestimate the typing pool.
1: So how would we find out where this Viridian Resort, do they have like a phone book?
6: Well,
3: could
2: you just call the operator in that?
1: That's right. You just call the operator.
2: Anybody who's local, make a make an idea roll.
1: I'm, I'm sort of local, but not that local.
6: Uh, I make it fifty-five out of sixty.
4: Seventy. Forty-five is good for me. Ooh. Ooh. Lost.
2: Um, if you made it, you would know. You you would have you would know that the Viridian Resort is out by Lake Pontchartrain. How far is that from where? Let's go to the map.
1: It's across the city.
2: Let's see. So, just to give us an idea,
3: we're in the French Quarter right now, right?
2: Correct. So, you can see um, from the French Quarter, you can head towards. You know, there's a, there's a couple ways to, to get out there, but you, you, we know City Park, right? Because that's the old Harry plantation, where we put um, yeah. Jeanette to rest. And the uh, area's old property of City Park now, the old plantation, runs all the way to Lake Pontchartrain, and Lake Pontchartrain is might as well be the ocean uh, for people in New Orleans. It is huge, and so there's like beachfront there. There's the famous amusement park called uh, called Pontchartrain Beach. Uh, home of the the wooden roller roller coaster, the Raging Cajun.
1: And where I'm sorry, what what? Where is that located?
2: Uh, along Lake Pontchartrain here. Um, you see Lake,
1: where? Lakeview or? Uh, are you asking about the the amusement park? I'm just yeah. Where is it on the? Uh, you
2: see the part that says uh, in between City Park and Milneburg Okay. Yep, right
1: there. So it's right in there. Okay.
2: And you can, back then, you could actually swim in the lake, and there was a beach and uh, a really cool amusement park, roller coasters.
1: And so it looks like we can take a couple of uh, buses or cable cars to get out that direction.
2: Yeah. Or if any of you have a car, you could drive. Uh, The Viridian Resort, you know, the West End area is, there's a lot of like, kind of hotels or there's the, the New Orleans yacht club there. So um, that's where a lot of people might hmm. you would guess that would be a a logical place for the for a resort.
1: So the, the the Viridian is probably an upper class place, huh?
2: You're not quite sure at this point.
1: All right. Well shall we head out to the Viridian?
3: Yeah. Sounds good.
1: I'd be surprised if it was upper class because the Waitley would have to, if he came from those Waitleys, then he's a pretty, pretty decent fella. He ain't no hill folk.
6: Oh, so there were like two, two uh, classes of, of Waitleys. Yeah, we
1: tend, we tend to call them the, the, the unsullied Waitleys and the, uh, the degenerate Waitleys. Mm.
2: Um, well, if you go drive around that West end area, uh, and if you ask around, you can, people can easily point you towards the Viridian resort. It, it is actually pretty run down. It's not a, it doesn't appear to be from the outside a super nice place. Uh. Um, because at this time they're, they're built, they're building up a lot around the lakefront. And so the Veridian resort has just kind of been left behind by a lot of the newer, shinier things that are getting built there. A lot of, um, seafood restaurants that, that come out on the wharf over the lake. Uh, you got, you got Jaegers, you got Fitzgerald's, and then you got, uh, you know, some new hotels and, and, uh, that are around there.
1: Well, John, Jerry, you're the, you're the detective. You can go in and ask him the questions if they're, if he was staying there and where he was And can we see his room?
2: So the guys go to the office, there's a guy standing behind the counter. Um, he's just, uh, uh, Kind of like looking down at, at like a at like a magazine and and eating out of a box of <laughs> I'm going
5: to say good afternoon, uh, Detective uh, John Jerry here. Um, I'm inquiring about a actually a gentleman who might have been staying with you uh, lately. I'll tell him his name is. What was his first name again? Sorry, Mordecai. Mordecai Wheatley. Wheatley. What? Wot? Wheatley. <laughs> Wheatley. Wheatley. Oh, You
2: mean the uh, the Yankee?
5: Yeah.
2: Oh yeah. And he, he, he like picks up his uh, his uh, ledger, kind of his his ledger book, and and opens it up and looks at the names and says, "Yeah, yeah, Waitley, yeah, the, the Yankee." I
5: was gonna say, well, when did he check in? Has has he checked out yet? He checked in about a uh, about a week ago, and
2: uh, he's still around, detective. What's uh, is there a problem?
5: Yeah, there is a problem with him. Actually, um, I'd like to. I'd like to have access to his room. Oh well, the room. Just,
2: the room hasn't been cleaned up yet. I, I'm afraid I can't let you in there.
5: Oh, that's fine. Well, that's fine. I'm looking after his stuff. He's been in that. I can tell him he's been in an accident, so he won't be coming back to you. That's right. An accident. Yeah. So. What kind of accident? I'm not a good one. So. Uh-oh. I just want to look through. Look through his belongings on uh, police business here and can try to intimidate the, the kid as well.
2: So. I, I'm sure you wouldn't mind, uh, Detective, if I take a look at your badge. Oh, yeah.
5: Call down to the station if you want. I wouldn't do that, though. My boss is uh, doesn't like you know, being questioned.
2: Okay, uh, I, I guess. And so he, he reaches back and says, It's room five. And- I, I, I wouldn't pay that uh he he left of a hell of a mess so uh maybe if the uh the New Orleans police department wouldn't mind uh paying the the cleaning fee that that Mr. Whitley did not provide.
5: Sure sounds good send us the bill.
2: No we're c- cash only sir. So.
5: Okay. I'll take care of it before we leave.
2: All right. So this so this place is kind of like a motel, right? It's not it's yeah. definitely not a, not a hotel, and it might be called a resort, but it's not what you're expecting when you hear resort. Um, it's just it's just a motel, you know. Essentially, there's there's just a row of rooms that are that open in from the into the, from the parking lot or from outside.
5: so we'll take a walk down to his room.
6: Yeah, let's let's try to well, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll try to like look around when we get in there. So
2: who's first in the room? Uh, I guess me. Okay. So as you open up the room? It is. Uh, it it looks like a hotel room at at a shitty hotel. Um, it, but it, it is a it's a mess. The, the, the there's like food wrappers around. There's like half a, a roast beef po' boy sitting up on the table. There's just Jeez. junk everywhere. Like clearly, uh, Watley was not a
1: philistine
2: uh, freak. Yeah.
3: What a waste of a po' boy.
1: Yeah, I got it right. He's a freaking hillbilly. Does anyone want to eat the pub boy? No.
3: <laughs> Rose is tempted but she'll say no.
1: I don't want to even look at it. Uh,
2: yeah, it just it, sti- it stinks in a room.
1: Well, shall we ransack this place and see if we can find any information?
4: Yeah. More for what? that.
2: Okay, well, let's make some um, some spot hidden rolls. Mostly, what's around it is, is trash. But let's make some.
6: I got a sixty-four
1: out of sixty-five. I got a twenty-four.
3: Ugh, I missed it by three.
1: I missed. I missed.
6: Okay.
1: I guess I got it twenty-four. <laughs> well, Alicia, your first observation. Look
3: at that is... cowboy. <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah, you're distracted by a po You're like, you're like, ah, I, I, I see it's moldy, but it, oh, I love roast beef I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, so you're just distracted. Alicia, the, the first thing you notice um, is that uh, this, even though the, the room is in, in a lot of disarray and there's a lot of trash and stuff around, there doesn't seem to be any belongings there. So there's no, there's no clothes, um, uh, no, no, no real like personal belongings. So it seems like whatever else has happened, he has, he has packed up. Um, um, Probably
1: in his car.
2: Yeah. the The first thing that you guys find is there's actually something really unusual. Um, the first is a series of nearly identical statues. That um, you find it, there. There's one that's just like on the on the floor under the table, and there's there's two in the trash. You find four all together. There's one just kind of laying on the floor under the table. There's two in the trash, um, and there's one just kind of knocked off on, on the side of one of the nightstands. And there are four nearly identical statues that are about two feet tall. They they seem to be ceramic, painted black, and they depict uh, a type of, some kind of some kind of creature. Um, it is a uh, um, that a, a creature that almost looks like a troll um, has it's um, uh, uh, like a like a like a female troll looking thing. It's got long ears, sharp teeth. Um, it's wearing. It appears to be wearing like an animal skin. Um, and, uh, and and at first glance, that's that's what you see from it. And, and otherwise, if you find them all, there's four of them and they're nearly identical.
1: Fucking devil worshipping waitlies. Hmm. what the fuck excuse my language
2: so you find that and then um, I'm going to take one
1: of those with me what
2: it Leon you find also find crumpled up in the trash
1: Philosopher's Stone Pawn Shop 610 uh, Ptolemy Street Algiers New Orleans Name of Agent Duncan McAndrews, date September 11th, 1926. Amount $700, reclaimed by uh, September 21st, 1926. And he got $700 for something. Description of the item of five antique gold coins, $140 each, total of $700. Approved by Duncan McAndrews. Received by John D. John D. That sounds like a fake name. It's here in his trash, so he obviously used a fake name. Hmm. Okay. All right. That's a lot so, of
5: money.
2: That's a lot of money.
1: All right. For antique if, coins
2: If you're good with that, I'm going to show you a couple other things.
1: Okay. All
2: right. Um, the next thing you find
1: is this the den of dark brews coffee house having himself some coffee it looks like what do we got here Four four coffees four coffees four coffees The two men and the two women. Two cheese Danish, two blueberry muffins, uh, a pot of English breakfast tea, two slices apple pie, two coffees, Colombian Vienna roast, and that's uh, Friday, September sixth. Yeah, and then the next day, three coffees, uh, three be- five beignets, uh, cranberry muffin. Okay. So what we can see here is that on on the sixth there were four people. On the seventh
3: Well but there were more than four copies. Yeah, you're
1: right. Six. There was six and six. Plus
3: a pot of tea.
1: Pot of tea. And there's a lot of coffee. We got three coffees. We've got two chicory coffees and three more coffees. Different blend.
2: So basically, you find a couple of restaurant receipts. Um, oh, make an idea roll, everyone.
3: Ninety-two.
1: <laughs> uh, oh yeah, I passed. Better than half. Got a hard pass.
2: Alicia, anybody else pass? I got a heart. Okay, so Alicia, you would make the connection because you know this place, um, because it is in the French Quarter. In fact, eight hundred eight Bourbon Street. This is the coffee shop next to the alley where the murder occurred. And, and when you see this, Alicia, this is a this is a really well known coffee house in the French Quarter. Um, a lot of a lot of the uh, like Bohemian crowd hangs out there. Um, you frequented this place. Like everybody knows the owner. It is definitely like uh like your your neighborhood, you know, coffee shop to get good coffee, good pastries, hear you know hear poetry read, mm-hmm. um that kind of stuff. A lot of like the, the local writer crowd. Uh in fact, uh Mr. Faulkner himself is, is no stranger to the then Doc Bruce. Uh no as Mr. Tennessee Williams. Hmm. And then you find one, there's one more thing that you do find, um, and also in the in the trash,
1: the Shadowstacks Bookstore and Art Gallery by invitation only. Uh, first book is the Unspeakable Cults. Special section $150. My goodness, Revelations of Holly never heard of these books. $85. The Rapture of Debasi. the debase of the debase, $110. $355. Well, the man had some money.
2: Oh, Rose, make a Rose and Alicia make an
6: occult roll.
3: Oh wow! That's twenty-seven.
2: Oh my, I got one. Oh, nice. Um, no, it, it, did you make it as well, Alicia? Yeah, I, I got an O one. Now, as you hear, kind of Leon, pull, you see Leon pull this paper out of the trash, and as he starts kind of reading this and say, like, "What in the world is is this?" I don't understand this stuff. As soon as you hear a couple of these titles, your your radar goes instantly up. Like as as people who are seekers of of occult knowledge and rose as a as a bookhound. You you might have heard rumors of of these titles, um, but uh, like this is uh, definitely something that catches your attention.
6: Okay, <sighs> and these are just like nefarious books, I I assume.
1: Really, the kind of things collectors would would want.
6: Oh, like you wouldn't believe! We've got to find
3: these books.
2: Yeah, you know that when when it when it comes to. Leon, you're new to the occult but you know rose and alicia would know that when it comes to books there's books and then there's books if you know what i mean right there's the kind of books that uh that you that you hear still you know rumors of if you're are the kind of person that tracks down rare books which i am an occult bent and you know there's a certain type of book that um is more whispered about than is actually ever seen
1: um can I do a history role on the name John D? Because of course I know he's an author, he was a writer. Sure. Yeah. So I'm like, I believe, you know, if he signed his name as John D, John D is also a writer, but there's some serious incongruity here, and I, I sort of do this looking around the room and I say, does this look like a literate man? But well, no. you never
3: know about people by looking at them, or you're looking at their Sometimes. habits.
1: Well, don't, getting an education requires some manner of uh, discipline, and uh, this does not look like a disciplined man. Uh, I'm not listening
3: yeah. to you anymore. I am looking frantically around for books. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna search every drawer, searching every closet.
1: Since most of his things seem to be missing, my guess is they're in his car.
3: <gasps> I look around for a rock.
1: You're gonna throw it from here? No. <laughs> all the way on the other side of the town?
3: <laughs> but I'll be clutching it all the way.
2: Hmm. And then at at that at that point you were startled by a like a, a knock on the door.
1: I walk over and open the door.
2: And it's uh, uh, Bobby Daigle from the front desk. He's uh, a detective in uh, uh, Office of the Owl. Finding er- everything okay that you are looking for in here? We are about to conclude business. I'd like to get this room cleaned and get it rented out again for the evening.
5: Okay, Sansker,
1: how much did we owe you for the the cleanup?
2: Uh, one dollar.
1: Okay. Well, we're not quite done yet. We're gonna have to go over this room, but yeah. Mobile. I know I give them like two dollars, and
5: I said, just let us uh, finish our work here. Then, uh,
2: two dollars, you can even have to run for the night.
1: Yeah, I ain't spending the night in this room, <laughs> <laughs> end up dying of pneumonia tomorrow afternoon, <laughs> and here well, all this crap, fever, all this just germs. Um, I would like to next check the bathroom and see if there's any uh arsenic medication or anything like that
2: good, good call so we can we can say at this point that you guys can take as much time as you want. you know you just rented the room for the night for for the two dollars, so he is gonna leave you alone at this point. We say you can do spend as much time as you like doing a a thorough search of the room. Uh, and your uh, sum total of of interesting finds includes the four statues that I mentioned, and uh, a couple of coffee house receipts, um, a uh, a ticket from a pawn shop, which we looked at, and this uh, very mysterious receipt from a bookstore.
1: And that's we've we've thoroughly searched. We've looked under the mattress. We've looked. Uh... Everywhere.
2: Yeah. I'm I'm not going to make you push the roll or anything like that. All right. We could just say you can spend as much time as you want. to take 20.
1: Well, we're going to bring the statues with us. How heavy are they?
2: Um, They are, they're ceramic. So they're, they're not like super heavy. Like they don't seem to be made out of, out of metal. They seem like pottery.
1: And and they Um, all depict the same thing. This, this.
2: Yeah, there's there's like very slight variations, but it's clear that they are meant to look the same by design. Um, Some of them are flawed, like like they're like you know they might be chipped in a couple places. There's one part where like one of the arms might be, you know, might might have come out crooked. Um, Is there a maker's mark? There is a a mark underneath um, that says YV. Um, it says. I would, it actually says. Um, yeah, it says it says Y V underneath each each one of the four are marked.
1: I would like to pick each one up in turn and shake it and see if there's anything inside.
2: Uh, you you don't hear anything rattle.
1: Okay, just check and see if something might be hidden inside. These mean something, but I don't know what. And we should bring them okay, with us because the, 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 the guy is just going to throw this crap all away.
2: Yeah. No, plus, there are also clues in a murder investigation, right?
1: Right. Possibly. Yeah.
2: Potentially. Well, so again, you guys can spend as much time as you like kind of searching the room, but other than just uh, you know, more trash, more half-eaten food or whatever, you can Let's have... say we
1: on. spend a couple of hours and we don't find anything more than that okay
2: well this might be a good place to call it for the evening
1: okay it's a good spot cool all right um our players included joshua Hook, tim Smeltzer jeff Wilk. nope sorry not jeff wilkins uh wayne worthy uh greg malcolm and myself with kurt leblanc as the keeper of the secrets The music we're using uh, for this campaign is Save My Soul by Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. Uh, They were kind enough to let us use it, and uh, I've put a link to their YouTube channel in the description below. We're currently producing four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listening experience. We provide audio-only versions of our show, free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to become a patron, visit our Patreon account, just a dollar or two a month. Helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel for updates on our latest shows, and leave us some comments we like reading them. This is Tom Riley, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role playing game. Until next time, good luck with good gaming.